Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back or welcome to another episode of Warden's Wisdom. I'm your host, Jimmy Warden. On today's episode, I'm going to give you some insights into imposter syndrome, something that I feel like a lot of people deal with in today's society. Uh, So if you're somebody that you feel suffers from imposter syndrome, then this episode is definitely for you. Really looking forward to sharing these insights with you. And before that, a quick word from our sponsors. There is a challenge that a lot of competent, capable people face every day. This challenge is a challenge within themselves that they may or may not be aware of. This challenge is something that can hold them back from their true potential or skyrocket their talent without them truly being aware of how good they are. This is a challenge that they face when they fail to accept their true abilities for what they are. This challenge is imposter syndrome. I want to start the sharing of my insights into imposter syndrome by trying to answer the question, what is imposter syndrome? So to the best of my abilities, the way that I try to answer that question is that imposter syndrome is a person's belief that their talents, abilities, or competence are not as high as they actually are. So essentially, they're underestimating themselves in a variety of areas of their life, some of the areas that I just previously mentioned. Essentially, they feel that they are not meeting the standards that others tell them that they are. So, for example, they don't believe what other people do in terms of recognizing their talent. They disregard the compliments, essentially, that people are giving them in regards to their performance. And it might manifest in a few different ways. You know, for example, an artist might throw away a potential award-winning piece of art because it's not very good to them or it seems like a child created it. It could manifest as a chef who constantly berates themselves or claims that their food is average despite serving five-star meal after five-star meal. In other places, it could be the nurse who thinks that they can still do more for their patients despite rave reviews from those same patients on the floor that they work on. It could be the teacher who questions how much their students have learned despite the daily growth that other adults in the room see from those same students. At its core, imposter syndrome is when someone believes they are not doing something well despite evidence showing that they are indeed succeeding at what they are doing. They are also competent in their knowledge of what they are doing and how to do it and often have some natural talent and skills too. The name imposter syndrome comes from the fact that the individual thinks they are an imposter in a certain area or areas of their life because they don't see or not even just see, but they don't accept what others see and try to explain to them is their actual level of talent or competence. This is why it comes in so many forms. It can be someone feeling that they're not good at their job. They're not good at a sport. They're not good at a craft. They're not good at a skill. They're not in good physical shape. They're not in good mental health. The list can go on and on. It is essentially when someone's competence and ability in an area of life exceeds their confidence in themselves in those areas. Now, imposter syndrome can be very harmful for several reasons. The first reason being is that we get in our own way when we experience imposter syndrome. Our insecurity that we have can breed fear and anxiety within us and create a fear barrier in terms of trying to pursue anything new 
or something more challenging. Depending on the strength of this fear barrier, we may be too afraid to take that action to try to improve on our perceived incompetence, which would only exacerbate our current state of fear. This anxiety and fear in our abilities can also hold us back from our potential with self-deprecating thoughts like, I'll never be as good as so-and-so, or it's impossible for me to get better at this skill. This type of fixed mindset will immediately halt any growth that we might be trying to make in our lives, and the longer that it persists, the longer that we stay in the same situation. Another reason that imposter syndrome could be potentially harmful is that it can lead us to looking for evidence to confirm our bias against ourselves. What this means is that every mistake we make is another data point that is tallied towards us being a failure and supports the idea that we're not as good as other people think that we are. Despite the positive tallies that end up showing up regardless, we aren't always aware of them or accept them when we're experiencing imposter syndrome, which is what can be another challenge amidst this burden. If this ends up being the case, we could end up turning to negative coping mechanisms to numb the pain of not being very good in our eyes. This could look like poor eating habits, lack of grooming and self-care, increase of alcohol or drug use, etc. Hopefully, you know, it doesn't get to this point, but there is a potential that it could lead to those types of behaviors and potentially depression. Despite of all the potential negativity, however, there is also a potential that we can try to put a positive experience and a positive spin on imposter syndrome and how we experience it. The good news about imposter syndrome is that we actually have a choice about how we react to it. So here are some ways that it can actually be helpful in terms of our choices that we make in our reactions to imposter syndrome. One way that imposter syndrome can actually be helpful is that it can give us a plan of action for what to do. Considering we feel like we're not reaching our potential or our ideal self when we are experiencing imposter syndrome, that can be the fuel for our action. We can take aim at what we need to do in order to reconcile our self-perceived incompetence and then try to take small steps towards closing that gap. In this way, we are using our imposter syndrome to fuel our growth in the area or areas of our life in which we want to grow. As this happens, there tends to be a positive side effect. This side effect is an increase in our confidence in the areas of life that initially gave us that imposter syndrome experience. With the right mindset and approach, we can continue to push forward towards growth despite our feelings of inadequacy because they will be drowned out with an increase in our confidence. However, confidence doesn't just show up. The criteria for an increase in confidence is the increase in the skill or skills that we're looking for. Therefore, we need that data to disprove our initial bias against ourselves. We need to gather the information that is showing us that we are getting better in order for us to realize that we aren't as bad as we originally thought. Now, in order to combat imposter syndrome, we could use some of the ideas that have been laid out as far as the previous insights that I've shared about how imposter syndrome can be helpful. But there are also a few other ideas that are worth pondering. First, We should try to think about the areas in our life in which we feel we aren't as good as we can be. This should be a hard examination in which we don't leave any stone unturned, because there could be several parts of our lives that contribute to our imposter syndrome. From this list, then we can think about the areas that others might feel we're doing well with. 
These areas can be the starting points for where your imposter syndrome is coming from. Next, think about what we want to improve first and what are the small steps that we can take to start closing the gap of competence and confidence. From here, we can take the appropriate measures. If it's skills we're lacking, along with confidence, then it is a matter of trying to improve our skills so that we can improve our confidence. If it's merely a confidence issue, we need to practice acceptance. We need to learn how to accept compliments as well as accept that doing our best is indeed our best until that bar gets raised. Whatever the issue or issues are, it is important to use the proper tools of reflection and introspection. As we, be, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> as we begin to implement the appropriate tactics, we need to not only gather but accept the data that disproves our inadequacies. Oftentimes, the data has been there previously, but we haven't been quite aware of it due to being blinded by data that confirms our inadequacies. Lastly, we must accept the improvement data as truth, not a fallacy. We are seeing what we are seeing because we are closing the gap between our competence and, conf and confidence. I know these ideas are a lot easier said and read or heard than done. So all we can do is try our best, embrace and each, enjoy each day of the micro-improvements as they slowly build and slay the imposter that is within you. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode on the insights about imposter syndrome. If you really enjoyed this episode, please feel free to give us a rating that you feel is appropriate for what you heard today. Not only that, but if you have been enjoying this episode as well as previous episodes, feel free to subscribe to us and share it with anybody else that you think would get some benefit out of it. Those are the best ways to support the podcast. Lastly, I just want to take the time to apologize for the brief hiatus in which I have not been recording or releasing podcasts. That is due to the fact that I've been pursuing other personal interests of mine based on some goals that I've set for myself, specifically really trying to become a better teacher and more specifically trying to pursue a graduate degree in the field of education. So those are the main reasons why I have been a little bit MIA lately via the podcast. However, I'm hoping to get back on a more regularly scheduled basis soon. So thank you again for listening. Again, please feel free to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please, please, please feel free to share this with anybody else that you might find would receive some benefit from it. And please encourage them to also subscribe to the podcast. Thank you again, and I'll see you next time.